sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries, right here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We're delighted to welcome you today, looking forward to a good time together as we open the Word of God. We're talking about people who made good decisions, decisions that impacted their life and that made a difference for them and for others that they had touch with. Now, we're looking at Bible characters who did well, had a great track record, and who represented the Lord in a strong positive ministry and way. Things we can learn from all of these people. We're going to look at another one today, and I think it'll be a help to you. Let me remind you that I look forward to hearing from folks who are listening to the broadcast, and those of you who are on the station right now where you're hearing me, I would be so pleased if you'd write me a note and just let me know that you're hearing the broadcast, and if it's being a blessing to you, we would be happy to hear that as well. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. And the email is radio at swordofthelord.com. Get in touch. I'll be glad to hear from you. Today we're going to be looking at John the Baptist, going to the New Testament. And there we find in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, some portions of his biography, things we learn about this great man who was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. Now remember, we're talking about people who made good choices, good decisions. We started out talking about Joshua, who said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then we looked at Isaiah, who said, Here am I, send me. And then at Daniel, who purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Now today, we're looking at John the Baptist, and we'll start where he made the announcement in John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He repeated that message in verse 36 to some others. Now, we're looking at John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus. He was the son of a Jewish priest named Zacharias, and his mother was Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a cousin to Mary, the mother of Jesus. So John the Baptist and Jesus are physically, biologically, they are second cousins. This couple, Elizabeth and Zacharias, had gone through a number of years, and they were childless. They were godly people. They were serving the Lord best as they knew, and they were living a good life. They were childish. They had been praying that the Lord would provide a child for them, but it had not happened. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 13, the angel of the Lord said to Zacharias, Your prayer has been heard. It has been answered. Here, six months prior to the conception of Jesus, John the Baptist was conceived, and he was thus six months older than the Lord Jesus. Now, this birth of John the Baptist was not a virgin birth like Jesus, but it was nonetheless a miracle birth because Elizabeth was past the childbirthing years. And when that prayer was answered, it was something very, very special for them, so much so that they even doubted at the first that it was real. But they did respond to that and realize that the Lord had answered their prayer. Now, I'm getting to the point here where we understand something about how John the Baptist made decisions because 
In Matthew chapter 3, all at once, here he is in his adult life. He shows up on the scene. He is standing up. He is speaking out. He is declaring the message that God has given to him. And we look at that and we say, well, where did all this start? Well, I'm telling you, even though the Lord had determined to call him for this task, It was at some point in his life that he had to say yes to that. He had to yield to that. And when we see him, he is wide open, full throttle, doing exactly what the Lord has called him to do. Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 1 says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he, talking about John the Baptist, this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And then in verse 8, he hammers home that theme of repentance when he says, Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. So he is telling the people they need to change their mind about some things, and they need to know And he will announce in just a short time that the Messiah has, in fact, come. We need to know without any hesitation, the Lord prepared John the Baptist to be the forerunner, to be the man who would prepare the way for the announcement of the Messiah himself. I mean, this is all a great plan. It's a part of what God has chosen for him to do, and yet he must decide that he's going to follow the Lord's will and direction for his life. Every single one of us face that same prospect. We face that same choice at somewhere along the way. You may say, well, I don't believe God would have me to be a preacher or somebody like John the Baptist. No, but we can learn from men like that. Those who had great assignments and who did the right thing in response to that call of God upon their life, and whatever it is that the Lord may have for you, whatever it is that you ought to be doing with your life, I mean, just to be faithful, just to witness, just to be a soul winner, just to be a good church member, just to be a good Christian. I mean, for the Lord to lay upon your heart to do any of those things, it is, in fact, just exactly what you ought to sign on for. You ought to say yes to the Lord, just like John the Baptist did as well. Now, the word got out, obviously, about John the Baptist. I mean, he is making noise. He is getting attention. He is commanding the attention of people in that part of the country. When his birth was announced, it was said, he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. That's Luke chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. So we learn from the get-go that the Lord knows things even before it happens. Doesn't mean that he commands it, or doesn't mean that he is programming that, but he knows that. He knows in advance of these things. And so he announced that. And you can imagine that the people all over the place are looking at him saying, he's the one who's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. I can imagine John the Baptist may have even pondered over that himself. Now, here's the thing about it. If a man gets so wrapped up in his own ego, if he gets so wrapped up in himself that he doesn't do the Lord's bidding, then he's not going to be making the good choices that he needs to make. But John the Baptist never forgot his humble start, his humble beginning, and the choice that the Lord had given to him to serve him. 
So here is the message that John the Baptist had. If you look at John chapter 1, there are several points that John the Baptist makes in reference to the Lord Jesus. For example, in verse 15, he says, He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now, Jesus was born six months later than John the Baptist, but because he is the eternal God, he was before John. John is only a human being. Jesus is God. And that fact is laid out very clearly here in just this simple statement. But John is saying, he's the one to whom you should be looking. He's pointing to the Lord Jesus. Verse 17 in that first chapter of John, he says, the law was given by Moses And every Jew understood that. Every Jew knew how great a thing that was. But he goes on to say, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So he is telling them, here is something tremendous for you. Not just the law, but now grace and truth in a whole new dimension. And that is an exciting statement. And verse 19 says, this is the record of John. Verse 20 says, he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He's making it clear. He's not the Messiah. Verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. Verse 27, he said, it is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. Do you see the heartbeat of this man? Do you see his humble spirit? Do you see him putting himself in right perspective to the Lord Jesus? Do you see him pushing the message that needs to be put forward at this point? The Lord Jesus is here. The Messiah has come, and John the Baptist is doing his job. He decided to take the role that the Lord had given to him and go with it. Then in verse 29, he made that big announcement, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And then in verse 30, he repeats, After me comes a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 34, he says, And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Folks, I'm telling uh, this whole matter of the message that John the Baptist brought, he is telling everybody that he is only a messenger, and it is the Lord Jesus that is the Messiah. Now understand, later, Jesus would come to John and say, you baptize me. Now, Obviously, Jesus did not need to be baptized for the same reason that you and I get baptized. When we get saved, we come to Christ, put our faith and trust in Christ. We follow the Lord to identify publicly with Him and to be obedient to what He's asked us to do. And that baptism is just simply a matter of obedience for somebody who has been saved. Jesus did not do it for that reason. He was instead making it known that he is who he says he is. He is identifying with John the Baptist, the message, all of that. And John the Baptist was very reserved about that. He said, look, I need to be baptized of you. And Jesus said, no, I want you to baptize me. And he did. Then one more thing here. In Matthew chapter 14, we see the last part of John the Baptist's biography. And that part has to do with his death. He never wavered even unto death. Here he was before a wicked king, Herod, 
and there was a really terrible thing going on in front of him. This lady, I'll call her, really a sensuous and evil woman, she said to the king, uh, I want John the Baptist's head on a platter. Now, John had already been making the point, this king and this woman and this whole deal was a great adulterous affair, and he was laying out the truth on that. And whenever this lady said, ah, we're going to stop that, we're going to put a stop to his mouth running about what we're doing. And so she asked for John the Baptist's head on a platter. That's what it amounted to. And Herod gave in, had John the Baptist beheaded, and delivered his head to this woman at her request. Now you say, what is the deal here? Listen, John was faithful even unto death. Had to make a decision about that. He could have caved at this point. He could have said, hey, I misspoke. He could have said, well, maybe it's not all that bad. He could have said, you guys just go and do whatever you want to, and I won't say any more about it. But he didn't. He was faithful even unto death. Now you and I can learn some things here indeed. This man was called of God. You and I can listen to God's call to our life as well. He could have refused, but he didn't. You and I could refuse, but we shouldn't. He stood up and spoke up, deferred to the Lord at every turn in the road, accepted the role of the forerunner that had been given to him, did not dodge the difficult things at all, was faithful even to the final hour of his life, and listen, all because right here, step by step by step, there are multiple good decisions that he made. So let's you and I be like Joshua and say, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Let's be like Isaiah and say, here am I, send me. Let's be like Daniel and purpose in our heart that we'll not defile ourselves. And let's be like John the Baptist and determine that we'll make a big to-do about Jesus. I think this will all work good if we'll just make good decisions like these guys did. So thank you for being along today. I'd be delighted to hear from you. So write to me. Let me know that you're hearing the broadcast. Address your note or letter to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. And the email is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.